You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I just want to start off by sharing my uh, deepest condolences uh, to everyone that was touched by Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, the amazing drummer that he was. I never had the pleasure of meeting him or getting to know him, but from everybody in the industry that I do know that knew him, I know that he was. I, I heard he was a great dude, and uh, I was just a fan of his drumming styles. I mean, I also heard him sing. He was an amazing talent in the music industry. I'd be remiss not to mention that because we are predominantly a music podcast, and uh, I was just such a big fan of his. I mean, we talked a little bit about this uh, movie that the Foo Fighters had just released, the Six 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 movie, uh, here on this episode. And we recorded this a couple weeks ago, so it was just when I was editing this weekend after getting the news, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. But again, I just want to share my deepest condolences to everyone, uh, friends, family, bandmates, fans, everyone that was touched by Taylor's uh, drumming. For me, I remember growing up and hearing Color and Shape for the first time when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And it really changed the way I listened to music and listened to drumming more specifically, to be honest. I felt that he really brought songs like Everlong, Monkey Wrench, and of course, My Hero to Life. My Hero would later become a song that uh, changed a lot of meaning for me when I was working on the Nightmare record with my band. And we had just lost uh, my best friend and drummer. And I heard that song on the radio. You know, many years later, after Color and Shape had been gone, it's still getting played. But I was listening to the lyrics in a very different uh, uh, way that time. And I think My Hero can mean a lot of different things for the people who have lost someone, um, if you take it that way. I'm not sure that that's the, what the lyrics were saying uh, when Dave Grohl wrote them, but it, it, it took on that meaning for me. And I think everyone can respect and understand that we lost an incredible talent in music overall and specifically the rock world so i just wanted to start off that off the show this way and, and share my condolences and a little bit of the story i grew up listening to colored shape as i said but i also forgot to mention i had pictures of the foo fighters on my walls and i don't mean posters i mean pictures i had a very close family friend terry swift who was a rock and roll photographer um and she was giving me prints of uh of these different concerts and stuff that she would be uh, uh 
photoing. And I would uh, take those photos and put them up all over my wall. And I had Foo Fighters, Rancid, no doubt, a lot of my uh, Southern California bands that I grew up listening to. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, it was uh, some crazy news to hear this weekend. And uh, again, I, I didn't know him personally, so this isn't a, a, a personal message. It's, it's more of a condolences to all of those who were touched by him. And um, I, know how, I know how that goes. So just wanted to make sure I shared that with you guys. Um, this week, getting into it with Sophie Lloyd. She is a great, talented guitar player. Um, she started off in a very unconventional way in the music scene, just covering songs on YouTube on her little Mac book computer back in the, you know, probably the, two, the early 2000s. We get into some of that. We get into what she's doing now. Now she's got, you know, sponsorship deals with guitar companies, uh, a, a solo record out, another one on the way, uh, prob- probably going to be playing Download Festival out in the UK. I mean, it's an unconventional way about going things in my mind, but she has absolutely found her way and she's hilarious. I mean, right off the bat, she tells a joke that uh, I was not expecting until I, and I didn't even hear until I went back and edited this one. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And without further ado, I bring you my guest, Sophie Lloyd. What's up? How you doing today? I got Sophie Lloyd on the show uh, all the way from England. How you doing today? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Very uh, honored to be here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I was running a little bit late, so uh, I'm glad we got this done. I know that I was, I'm glad that we got this done because you were just on a little trip here in California a few weeks ago. We were trying to get that to work and the timing just just wasn't right. Um, But I'm glad that you're here virtually at least. Uh, yeah, me too. It would have been nice to in person, but I do have a drink in, in honor of you for the podcast. Oh, so, man. See, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were drinking. What are you drinking right there? Well, I was drinking a monster anyway, and then I just, I found this Kraken uh, spiced rum that I got sent recently. So I just put some of that in it, and it tastes disgusting. But, I was going to um, say, that does not sound like a good drink, Sophie. No, it's not a good combination in the slightest, and I fully regret everything, but... Um, <laughs> We're here now, so we're rolling with it. That's fantastic, but I can't let you drink alone. I won't be able to hear you when I go pour my pint, but I didn't know you were if you were going to be drinking or not, so I didn't have anything ready. Let me come oh, right back. To. Let me come right yeah, back. No, let, me go, let me go grab a pint. Okay. Shall I just tell a joke while you're away? <laughs> oh, like I should tell a joke while he's doing his drink. What do you do when you come across a tiger in the jungle? Wipe it off and say sorry. Hey. We'll get that one later. <laughs> ah, thank you so much for getting me to drink at 11 o'clock in the morning. That it's okay. Made... It's essential. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's going to be a fantastic day now because of this. Exactly. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cheers to that. Cheers. Hell Woo. yeah. Hell yeah. This is like the least classy drink I could have possibly Dude, brought that does on not sound... You don't have to drink that. If you want to go yes, grab something else, How that sounds you? awful. <laughs> That just sounds like a really bad drink. I'm not going to You know, lie. it's actually quite nice because it's the mango monster, which is actually really tasty. And the rum, it's not too bad. It's not good, but it's not like the worst thing I've ever drunk. And I'm I've not drunk some I, bad I, stuff. I wasn't saying that like neither, either one is probably good on their own. I just don't think that that man. <laughs> yeah. The combination is a bit, is a bit rocky, but yeah, you know. That, that's a, yeah. No, whatever. We make whatever do with what for. we've got. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how did you, uh, f- was this your first time in the States or first time in California when you were just here a few weeks ago? 
Yeah, it was. Well, I went when I was like four to like Disney World, but that doesn't really count. But um, yeah, in terms of sort of going and like actually, you know, exploring it, especially because we were going over there like for work stuff and to meet people. And yeah, that was the first time. And that yeah, I've, you said you were over there for work stuff. I saw you post uh, with my good friend, uh, Matt Heafy. I know that you were, uh, you were doing a... Uh, I think you're recording a music video. If, if I'm we not were. Okay. Can you yes. tell me a little bit about that? I can. So I've got a, uh, my sort of debut album, uh, coming up very soon. And, um, basically each song on it is going to have a different vocalist from, um, you know, some different, uh, bands around like different sort of genres of rock, you know, sort of some new age stuff like uh people on you know people i've seen on tiktok and like instagram as well as some super old old stuff like uh michael star from steel panthers gonna be on it which is really oh, cool dude. Uh, yeah and, <laughs> i'm sure um, you've, already t you've already recorded this stuff right yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. and then we've got you know matt and uh brandon from atreyu i know he's like a mate of yours oh, so, yeah. um, all those guys you're yeah, naming like, like all you're naming all my buddies there that's, that's yeah awesome. that, like uh, they've all been so great as well like it's it's amazing because like I'm, you know, grew up listening to all of them and stuff. So it's like, I, it was weird. Like I, there was this cute picture I found where I was recording my very first kind of original music where I'm in like this homemade Trivium shirt that I like ironed on myself. <laughs> and then I was like, it's so weird that like, you know, now I'm actually doing a song with Matt and it's just so full circle. Like it's been such an amazing experience to work with these people and they've just elevated it to another level. Dude, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. You So you say you got uh, different people uh, singing on it, kind of like, uh, I mean, Slash did that a while ago. I know Nita just did that, and she had great success with her album, uh, Nita Strauss. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, like, it was inspired by Slash's RNF and Art uh, mm -hmm. album, which is, you know, one of my favorite albums of all time. So um, I, I, I loved so, what he did there. I think I know someone there. who sang on that. I, I, uh, yeah, there's loads. There's There was, like, <laughs> Lemmy. There was Chris. Yeah, just, yeah, just a few people. Sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then obviously Anita did it um, and her song was amazing. So it was just sort of, it's a long time coming. Like we've been writing this album for like, you know, since pre-lockdown days okay. and it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back because, you know, everyone's, you know, busy with different stuff and life gets in the way. But finally, you know, it's coming to fruition and hopefully should be out later this year. Awesome. And, and when you say it gets pushed back and obviously for obvious reasons, um, did that uh, force you to re rethink some things, rewrite some things? Do, were you collaborating with some of these artists or were you just kind of like, here's your homework, go ahead and do it? Yeah, pretty much. Like it started out just me and my boyfriend, Chris, who's also sort of my drummer. We were sort of, you know, mm -hmm. when lockdown started, we were writing quite a lot and we wrote sort of, loads of songs and then we were like oh, actually we, we don't really like these that much so we sort of rewrote the whole thing and um yeah we just sort of sent it out to people that were interested and then they put the vocals on top and if they wanted to do anything to the structure you know they you know they could if they wanted to um so it was pretty collaborative in that effect but well, your 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 cat's there what's the cat's name <laughs> Uh, Luna. Luna. Okay. She just had, yeah, she had, she was just spayed the other day, but, um, so she should be wearing her cone, but she always <laughs> manages to get rid of it. And then we got her this really embarrassing suit to wear. Oh but, man. Um, does, she, <laughs> does she love, does she love wearing it or what? Oh no, she hates it. She will literally <laughs> just stand there like, she like won't move at all. It's, it's so So you funny finally had her spayed because I was watching a, a few of your videos on YouTube and I, and there was one video, I think you were talking about your, uh, your Kiesler, uh, Kiesel guitars and, uh, she was moaning in the background or, or, or very, yeah, and you kept <laughs> She's so horny. She's literally <laughs> like the horniest girl I've ever met. Like if she was a human, she would definitely be like a stripper or something because 
She's insane. And she even still now, like we only got a spade the other day. She's still like prowling around when I'm like, okay. and I'm like, you should be resting. But you know, she's on the hunt. Yeah, I've We never... love a girl that knows what she wants. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I never, I never had cats growing up or I don't have cats now. So I was, uh, that's not something I'm familiar with. Yeah, well, I'm. I, we wanted a dog, but um, we live in a London flat, so we were like, oh, we'll probably get a cat for now and then get a dog like later, later on, because I really want like a husky, but huskies are like so out of control. Yeah, they're so pretty tough, like but they're, they're beautiful dogs, though. I know they're gorgeous. They're like mystical beings. Yeah. So you said you're in a in a London flat, like uh, proper London, obviously, or. Uh... Well, we're in Putney, which is sort of like South London. So it's okay. not sort of like in the center. It's uh, just south of the river, river. It's like a really nice place, actually. So, But we're moving out. Like I say that we're moving out in a month. Oh, okay. Because the city is just like so expensive and mm. so busy. And now, you know, I don't know, with the war happening, I'm just like, I just don't want to be oh, in the city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's, it's so crazy what's going on. I mean. I know, it's I, awful. It's yeah. just like. It's, just, it's you, weird that it's something like you have to like worry about now. And I yeah, think, it anyway, seems sorry like, to bring the tone down. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, it, it, this is what the podcast is all about: is talk about uh, what's going on in our lives. And you know, we, we'd have to be under a rock not to uh, have seen what's going on, obviously. Mm. And it's just it's so sad because I, I I tweeted about it a you know a few weeks ago and it happened. I and I waited a couple of days because I'm not really a political person one way or the other. Yeah. I'm just it's just not my nature. And I hate when people who aren't political weigh in on stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's more so like for me, I just look at it as a, as a human race thing where it's just like it's so fucked up. Like no matter how far we come, there's always an asshole around. There's always someone who has to fuck it up. You know, it's like, like camaraderie starting to feel too good. Everyone's happy that we're out of this yeah. lockdown and getting past the last uh, shitty thing that was happening in the world literally and like we like, just got out of it and yeah and it's like come on can we just normal. can we just like relax for a minute and it's like yeah nope someone's gotta fuck <laughs> with nope. it nope yeah well next year it. the aliens will probably land or something well that so, would be you know? cool at least like that would at least be like fuck man i didn't see that one coming. yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> this one i mean you could kind of see coming with the history a little bit because it it unfortunately repeats itself all the time right yeah, definitely. But yeah, you know, no matter what we can't, what, no matter what what we do, it just it, it continues to to happen. And obviously, uh, my heart's out for anyone in, involved in being, you know, uh, personally uh, uh, problematic and yeah, whatever it is for them. Yeah. Like it's, however, however it comes to be, I'm just uh, really sad for all those innocents out there that are having to deal yeah. with this. Yeah, I just hope it manages to get resolved soon because it's just like. Looking very scary. Yeah, of scary course. world. Well, now I don't know how to segue out of that, but let's get back to you, uh, being <laughs> in California. Um, yeah, that, there's no, there's no great way to segue um, out of that, is there? No, there's not. There's no smooth transition there. Yeah. But I'll do my best to attempt to get us back to the, back on track here. So you're out in California, as you said, for the first time, doing some business, getting some things done. Unfortunately, we weren't able to hook up because you had uh, you get. Timing wise, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the days we were attempting to get together, you actually contracted the coronavirus, right? Yeah, that's right. So typical. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Everyone, everyone's gotten it at this point. There's, there's I know. No I was like, 
Yeah, I was so ready. I was so excited. I was like, yes, going to go to California, going to go to like Saddle Ranch and like all these places. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to stay in my hotel room for a week. Well, one of the things <laughs> I know that I, I heard that you were excited to visit was a Walmart. Were you actually able to visit a Walmart? And how did oh, you Oh, we were. <laughs> yes. I was so excited for all like the shitty Wait, things that everyone yeah. says. I gotta like, know, I so why excited. were you so excited about it and how did you I don't it? know, it's just everyone's like, oh, Walmart. And I was so excited for Cheesecake Factory and Lobster, lob, what was Red it? Lobster. Red Lobster. Oh, yeah. I was so excited for, and Denny's, oh, love, love a bit of Denny's. Wow, <laughs> like, you went to all the worst places. This is amazing. I did. <laughs> that is like- the, I had to really experience it. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, tell me, tell me about your experience and I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, Someone, you know, for their first time is coming over and experiencing Denny's and Red Lobster and all these places that I avoid like the plague. <laughs> I sort of, I realized I was so excited. And then as soon as I sat down, I was like, oh, this is, this is it. I don't know what I thought was, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. Like fireworks would suddenly like explode or something. But like, yeah, I sort of sat down and I was like, oh, this is very underwhelming. And uh, <laughs> how did you find the people? I mean, like that's, that, that's one of the. That's one of the main things that I will say I love about a good Denny's, a good Walmart, is yeah. is the people watching, the people interaction. It, it, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good Wally World stop when I'm on tour, like middle of the <laughs> night. We we bring the buses up and we just load up, especially at the beginning of the tour. I'll get like, that's the only place where you get literally everything. So you you stop in, I'll get like a barbecue, especially if we're on the summer summer tours and throw it underneath the bus so that I could barbecue on the days like behind, you know, backstage and shit. And uh, so just keep telling me a little bit, little bit about your experience at these places. Well, I'm the very thing is intrigued. with Walmart, though, is it's so overwhelmingly absolutely massive. Mm -hmm. Like I made this mistake of, I just wanted to go in there and like buy like a packet of crisps. And I was probably in there for Those about like chips an hour. for everyone in America, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, they sorry. <laughs> I made that mistake so many times where I like asked for a side of chips and I was like, wait, what? And, the, and chips are French fries to you guys, right? Yeah, yeah it okay, was like yeah. really weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like went in and I was in there for like an hour. I was ended up playing arcade games, like the Simpsons arcade, like claw machine Ooh. thing. I was like, how has this happened? I've literally come in for a, a packet of crisps and now I'm in another mystical universe. <laughs> so what, what did you end up buying? I mean, once, were you so overwhelmed that you still stuck to the, to the crisps, as you say? Or is it, no, we know? bought, yeah, no, we bought a whole bunch of stupid stuff. We bought loads of just like stupid Walmart. I feel like Walmart apparel is like, <laughs> it's like a particular style oh, yeah. that I wanted to be involved in. You, you got involved in If you came out with a bunch of stupid shit from Walmart, then you did it the exactly. American way. And exactly. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, it was so good. Like everyone we met there was so, so nice. We, you know, did some amazing stuff. We went on some really beautiful hikes as well. And like, um, where were you, where were some of these hikes at? I, I might know a few of them because you were in, you were uh, mostly in we Southern went, California, right? Yeah, we went to Topang. I'm gonna mispronounce Topanga, it. Topanga, Topanga Park. Topanga, okay, yeah, Topanga, Topanga Canyon, Canyon yeah. and we saw like the big Eagle Rock. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's called that. Uh, and we, it was sort of all around there. Basically, was where we were hiking. Like I'm not sure of the specific trail names or anything, but um, yeah, and we stayed around uh, kind of like on Sunset Strip, pretty much. 
So it was kind of cool to see that side of it. And then, you know, we sort of went and uh, we had a car, so we went and drove to like Beverly Hills and saw all like the beautiful people and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm gonna eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So it's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. This is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be in balance. This is, this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill crusted chicken. They had chili. You wanna check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. Did you do the quintessential walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Did you, did you oh, go check course. out the Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. You have to, you have to I find know. all the stars. <laughs> I remember the first time even being, you know, born and raised here in Southern California, the first time I walked on the stars was my grandmother took me when I was like seven years old or something like that. And it's only a 45 minute drive from where I'm at, but I hadn't been at that time. She bought me, it's weird. I'm, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but it, it just sparked a memory that she bought me this little uh, Mickey Mouse watch and it was the first uh, 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 regular watch that I'd ever, I'd ever owned. Yeah. And I was huge oh, into Michael Jackson, so no, I wish I did. That's something I should oh. have. But yeah. I was really into Michael Jackson, so she took me to see Michael Jackson star at the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we found Michael Jackson's as well. I took a picture of it because my mom's a big fan of, of Michael Jackson. Right. So that was uh, really for cool. his music. For his music. Yeah. <laughs> just, just Not for his about. lifestyle choices. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just know rumors. And I don't, I, you know, I. I, I, I want to pretend that that didn't happen because I'm just exactly a fan of music, yeah. So we'll just we'll leave Neverland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's so it's so shitty though because you know, especially these days, I'm almost not allowed to like that music. But I, I'm I'm just at this point I'm like fuck it, fuck it, man. I, I I gotta I gotta be able to separate the two. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just exactly. Gonna be, I'm just gonna be bummed all the time. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the um like one of my next red versions coming out is beat it by michael jackson so nice. um you know hopefully that goes okay i feel like it's sort of people well, are starting to just sort of appreciate the music again and, yeah and the fact that I you know, know it's a uh, weird one the late great eddie van halen uh guitar solo on that of course yeah exactly like it's it's iconic it's one of those like if you're a guitarist you have to learn that song you know no matter what yeah absolutely that's uh so real quick uh before we get off that trip um what what were some of the other highlights? Was there was there like one thing um, other than what we've already discussed? I mean, you said you're on the Sunset Strip. I know a lot. You've done a lot of the covers of Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, a lot of these bands that came through right off that Sunset Strip. And for you, I mean, for me, growing up 45 minutes away, it wasn't that crazy for me to 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 know where that was. You coming all the way from London to here, what what did that mean to you being on the Sunset Strip and seeing those bars and those venues that uh, all, all of our, my favorite artists too, uh, played through? 
Yeah, it was just so like iconic. It was, it's like just such a weird feeling knowing like, especially, you know, like when we wore, like, we didn't manage to go in, but seeing like Saddle Ranch and stuff like, I've heard so many people talk about that as like the place to go and all mm. like the paparazzi and stuff. And I was like, it was, I was like a kid in a candy store every time we drive past something, I'd be like, oh my God, take my picture. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was, it was amazing. And like, we got to go up to uh, the Kiesel factory as well, which was really, really cool. I've never um, been there. That, I didn't even realize that's in uh, that's in LA. Is that in LA as yeah, well? Yeah. Well, it's in it's in uh, San Diego, so it's a couple hours away. Okay. So yeah, we got a car. We went there first, and then we drove down to LA for like you know the last week or so. So yeah, we got to go there and sort of meet everyone there, which was so nice because I've been working with those guys for like a really long time, and it was mm -hmm. so nice to finally meet them and sort of actually see how much just like effort and love goes into like making those guitars. It's so cool to like see the entire process. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I saw you doing some uh, uh, some demonstrations of those guitars on your YouTube channel. It looks like uh, you guys have a really great relationship together, and I think that's really yeah. cool. It's really key, too, for everyone has a different playing style. And to that point, actually, I do, I do have to ask you, what's your beef with fucking Floyd Rose? Like, you got like <laughs> this... You were just like going off about Floyd Rose when you got your first I Grammy. hate Floyd Roses. I that's really amazing. do have a beef. They're so annoying that it's just, okay, I'll tell you why, because I lose everything. So if, and like a lot of the songs are in like, my songs are sort of, some are in drop D, some are in drop C. So there's like a lot of sort of tuning that goes on. And I never, ever, I, I've never know where an Allen key is ever. I must've bought about 50 different sets of Allen keys. And I've got all of the sets except for, except for the one I need. There's always yeah. that one gap, which is the one Allen key I bloody need. <laughs> so now I don't have any Floyd Roses on my guitar. I just have one on this Manson. Okay. Uh, here because it's made for silly silly sounds so that's kind of what i use it for but um i just can't i get i get the point but i i'm passionately um against them <laughs> i get it for like if you're uh, for your for for your playing and what you do it makes perfect sense because you are going in a lot of different keys and if you're losing your allen wrench yeah that's that's a that's a pain in the ass uh i i exactly. I've, I've done that before when changing guitar strings and i'm just like at this point i just leave the the top knot uh off so that i could go yeah between, yeah and then that's quite a good idea but then there's no point in the floyd rose if you're just leaving it off well i'm not i'm not a shredder anyway i'm playing rhythms so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't even have a reason for a Floyd Rose because, as I said, when I'm when I'm tracking stuff and, and writing, yeah. I'm I'm just doing rhythms and stuff anyway. But uh, my 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 guitar player Sin has Floyd Rose, and I play his his guitars. So that's, yeah. that's just kind of what I'm stuck with. Like to be fair, they are like I I love a whammy bar. I don't have a whammy bar at the moment on my um, main keysel, but. Um, my next one I'm going to get definitely has like a trem, but it probably won't have the Floyd Rose. So I don't know how they'll, it'll like affect the tuning too much. So yeah, that's like that's the thing. Like if you're going big with some dime bag stuff, you know, it's it's hard to keep it in, in key if, uh, or in tune when you're when you're going. Yeah, big that's that. the I, I need to f figure it out, really, because I love um, I found this like sound on the Manson. I shut you quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether you've even heard of them. It's like the Sustainiac no. pickups. Oh, the Sustainiacs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and like I am absolutely in love with that. Just stupid, like squealy, never-ending, like harmonics. I think there's oh, so much fun. Awesome. I'm having so much fun with them, and like the whammy bar and the kill switch and stuff. So um, I've been using that, and like my what I want to do is put a Sustainiac uh, in a Kiesel as well at some point to try right. and have that like 
smooth like shreddy guitar but being able to make these crazy sounds as well yeah absolutely i, I know that the, that sin did that on his uh i think his first Schecter. he put he put sustaniac in there um when we were oh does he have one as well he did oh, i don't know awesome. if he still does he's got he's he's done so many different fucking guitars at this point i don't i don't know <laughs> But, uh, and he's, and he's got his own pickups now. He's doing a bunch of different shit. He's always telling me about his new endeavors and his new pedals and his new amps and shit. And I'm just like, right. it sounds cool, awesome, dude. man. Like, <laughs> and it always works. It always, it always, it always ends up working great for us. So, yeah. I, you know, but, uh, yeah, so he's always doing that. So I, I am familiar with what you're talking about. That's awesome. About. Yeah. I've never actually been able to try one of his guitars actually. Well, I've always wanted to try one, but oh my god, Lena, sorry. Don't <laughs> that's knock okay. over my Yeah, well, anything. you know, I, you, you know somebody now if you ever want to want to want to try those out. So oh, I might have to take you up on that. Yeah, no, no, no worries <laughs> at all. Um, I want to get back to some of the uh, some of the other extracurricular activities that you do. Like, I know that you you did a cover of uh, Halloween theme song. You did Ghostbusters. I heard you, one of your bucket list things to do is go on a ghost hunting trip. Like what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what is all this entail for you? Big horror You've done movie good fan? research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, I'm super into like horror movies and like ghost stuff. I'm so into it. I don't know whether I like believe in ghosts particularly, but like we've had a lot of creepy stuff happen. So I'm just so interested in like the idea of it. And yeah, I'm so, I love like the old classic horror movies, you know, like Halloween and, yeah. um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and everything I'm super, super into. So I don't know. I'm just find it just so interesting. Like my last music video I did, um, was at one of, um, the most haunted, well, the most haunted place in the UK, which was really cool. It was in like this kind of old prison cell in Nottingham called the Galleries of Justice, where they would like lock up loads of prisoners and loads of, you know, you can go and see like the stocks where people died and stuff. And that was really, really creepy. Like me and Chris found it because we went on a ghost hunting tour there, like an where you stay overnight and um, you sort of do all these weird like seancey stuff. Wait, you had and, to do um, seances and shit? Yeah, well, we did like Ouija. Well, I'm I'm pretty suspicious, superstitious, so I didn't do the Ouija board. I okay. sort of watched from afar because you know that stuff can like fuck up your life if you like <laughs> if you mess. I'll it take up. your word for it. I've never done. I don't think I've done a Ouija board. Or if I have, have you not? I don't that know. That kind of surprises me. You I seem like the type of guy to do it in your youth. I probably have and don't remember because like then it just like changed my life. And, you know, it's like. Yeah, know. well, maybe when we meet up in person, we can do. All right, let's do, let's do that. that, that <laughs> we'll get really drunk. Next time you, you, next time we're together, we'll we'll film a little bit of the, of it, and we'll 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 do the Ouija board together. It'll be a, yes. a special little episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just find I find that stuff really interesting. So you know, that sort of I try to you know whatever I you know because I'm such a fan of like Halloween and stuff. I want always want to do like covers of it. And just sort of bring, I love like the music in it. Like John Carpenter is such a great composer as well for like that kind of suspenseful, cool, you know, diminished harmonic minor stuff. And I, I, um, I couldn't agree more. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. But you, you did mention there, uh, you, you don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but you've seen a lot of creepy shit happen. Would you like to uh, go a little deeper in that? Explain to me, like, what, what are some of the weird shit that, that, you, that you've seen happen? And maybe it's on this ghost hunting tour you were just explaining or, or otherwise. Well, like growing up, I was always quite, this is going to make me seem actually crazy. So <laughs> crazy Sophie Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> like growing up, I would always like, since I was like four or five, I would always, you know, when I'd lie in bed, if I ever I was ever sad or scared, I'd always picture this sort of woman and she was really specific looking 
um, she was like an old woman and she would always kind of stand by my bed and put her hand on my shoulder and just sort of, it was, but it was like a comforting thing. Okay. And um, even to this day, sometimes if I'm really like sad or something, I still, I, like, I don't feel it, but like, I kind of picture her as like a comforting thing. And yeah, growing up ever since, as far as I can remember, there was always like that sort of presence. I never, like, I, don't, I don't think I ever like, well, I don't know. I don't remember ever physically seeing anything. It was more of just like a feeling. And then she has a husband, in theory, with like this uh, black top hat who um, I would, who would ride this black horse up and down the garden. This sounds really weird, I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> but this I, was sort I'm of just, like I'm what I- I'm just picturing, I'm bringing it all in. Yeah, this is kind of like what, like growing up, this was kind of what I always sort of felt. And um, when I was older, as we, we were moving out of that house, we had, um, cause we had a lot of weird things happen uh, where we like, we'd hear like a bang and all of like the posters and like, oh, Luna, go away. And all of like, uh, sorry, <laughs> all of like the posters and things on the wall would all be like on the floor, like everything would all be on the floor. And like in all of the rooms upstairs, we had this one weird thing where, um, uh, uh, basically me and my sister were outside filming. Again, this was when we were really, really young. When we were, I was like, you know, five or six or something. And it's, it's all on the timestamp where my mom says, okay, goodbye and leaves. And then she comes in and we're still filming out in the garden. And um, then my mum was just sort of started shouting at us and was like, who did it? Who did it? And we went upstairs and dad's, our dad's like side table, my dad was at work at this time, was all spilled out all over the floor. And um, a note from his uh, recently deceased grandmother was on the window ledge and was like crumpled up. So um, yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of explanation, but I remember my mom was so angry. And so I ended up taking the blame just because I wanted her to stop like, you know, sort of being angry. So I was like, oh, uh, I did it. I was just curious, but I didn't do it. But yeah, so have there was you, a lot of like- Have you told her that since? Like, I mean, yeah, I've told yeah. her since. And she was like, like, we all remember it so clearly. So it's like, you know, I'm sure there was maybe something happened that like, I can't remember or I don't know. But, um, wow. you know, that's the adult brain now coming in. Right, right, <laughs> coming yeah, in. But back then I was like, wow, we're haunted. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of weird stuff. So we actually had this sort of psychic lady come around and sort of do a reading. And um, she said, I'd never told anyone, you know, that I saw that woman. And she was just like, there's a woman here called Violet. Um, and she's like quite an old woman. And, you know, sort of described her exactly. And then was like, and she has a husband who wears a top hat and he has a black horse. And like Whoa. literally described everything. Like I'd never met this lady before, described okay. everything that I was like, uh, I had always sort of thought about since I was like a kid. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I still never really, I've never really like mentioned that to like my mum and dad particularly. I've like sort of briefly mentioned it, but I never went into how like specific it was. So well, after you that tell them that, of, I'll have to do a follow-up call with you because I'm, I'm very interested in what their reaction is to that. Yeah, me too. Because like you know, neither my whenever me or my sister or like would kind of mention it to my to my parents, they would sort of, you know, because they you know loved the house, they would get kind of like annoyed that we were like being like, oh, the house is haunted. They'd be like, no, don't be silly, you know, because I guess they didn't want to bring that bad energy in. But like we'd always we had like two attics. We had like a main attic and then like one on the side. Oh, and uh, when we moved in, there was like loads of like animal like skeletons in there and stuff which was like kind of wait 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 like really preserved creepy. like preserved animal skeletons or like yeah whoa well i well i'm like I'm the previous sure. people I, like the previous people who lived there like knew they were up there and were like collecting them or like they no just died no up it there. was yeah well i yeah they it didn't look like they weren't in like a sort of box or anything they were just okay. sort of you know 
in random places. So I imagine they've just died, but it was just like a kind of cr- little creepy what things kind of like animals, that. Though? Like, like I would imagine like probably rats and stuff like one that. Was like, common, one was like, yeah, one looks like a sort of cat. So it was about, that's, this was the main one I remember. Cause I remember we were like, oh, the cat skull. Cause it was Whoa. like, it was cat like went that up there big. and died, huh? Yeah, something like that. And like, you know, there were like lots of like squirrels and just sort of, it was just kind of, it just had a weird vibe, you know? Mm. And that there was this one room that like was closed off for ages that we never ever went in for like five, 10 years or something when we lived there. And then we sort of went in there, eventually redecorated and moved all the furniture and then it felt a lot better. But like, yeah, there was this one room that felt so weird that we literally, all of us just were like, okay, let's never go in there. Whoa, that's <laughs> so it's just crazy. kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, at my last flat, like we, like one, at one point, like the attic door, like swung down really hard, like, like it literally been like pushed from the outside and like hit the ceiling and made like a hole in the ceiling. Whoa. So like, that was really scary. And I was there on my own and I was just like, oh, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Carry on working. You should have just <laughs> like, said hi to Violet again. That was, that was yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. I should have been like, yo, Violet, how's it going? <laughs> Long so time think, no see. So you think Violet had any relation to uh, your your uh, your grandmother, your great-grandmother that uh, crumpled I up think, the, the Yeah, the well, I, th- I think, like, my great-great-grandmother, I think, was called Violet. So I don't oh. know. Like, obviously, I, I now look at it from, like, a... a I'm a lot more skeptical and kind of scientific now where I'm like, Mm. oh, there's always explanations for everything. Like, so I always, you know, I don't really think about it too much like now, but it's just kind of, I just find it kind of interesting, you know? Well, no, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by all this. I haven't seen, I haven't seen or even felt a lot of that stuff before. So when, when people explain these things or or tell these stories, I, I am, I am more of a skeptic, I'll say. But uh, but I do still find it very intriguing because, I mean, I'm not I'm not a person who sits here and says, like, oh, I'm fucking 37 years old. I've seen and done it all. I know everything that there is to know about this fucking universe. So there could be so many explanations. Maybe it's not ghosts. Maybe it's the, you know, another dimension because I am very scientific. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like there's so much we don't know. And it's just yeah, it's just weird to really weird to think about but like I've never like seen anything but it's just always been weird things happening around me if you know what I mean yeah so I always wonder if it's more of a thing where um you know time we think of it the only way we can conceptualize it as this linear thing but it's really not if you under if you really think about it that doesn't make any fucking sense at all for time to be so linear so what if there's different times happening like next to each other you know what I mean like that's what I've always wondered. If exactly. That's, what that's like the, the fourth dimension. Right. Like, you know, that there's like all of these timelines happening at once. What's that movie? I can't remember what movie it is. Oh, it, it's like, in, I think it's is, Insidious. Is Insidious. It's yes. Insidious. Such yeah. A great, where such it's a great like, movie. you know, a door will open and they'll be like, oh, it's a ghost, but it's actually them in like this other like dream dimension. Yes. And like, it's so in, like, it's, it's just really weird to, to think about. Like, I don't know. It's, it's it also, sounds kind of. It sounds crazy, but who knows, man? No, the world I mean, is, crazier, the world th- is crazier weird. things have happened, I think. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. and we learn so much every every time as long as we're open to it. I think that's a great thing that everyone at home watching, too. Keep your mind open to shit. You don't know anything. Even the smartest people in our history would have to admit they only know so much. And that's just yeah. the fucking reality of it. So Yeah, it's true. Keep your, keep your, uh, your horizons open, you know, like 
Don't don't rule out anything right away. Of course, there are some things that are just fucking ridiculous that you got to rule out. But <laughs> like <laughs> reptile people and like I mean, well, yeah, I don't the queen know. Is a I reptile. don't know. Maybe in a different dimension. Who knows? Who knows? But, <laughs> Who knows? Yes, <laughs> it's like Rick and Morty, the dimension where we're all sitting on pizza, ordering chairs or whatever. I love you know, Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Get, I, it's the best, isn't it? I just, I just, I, I had a. I, I've said it on the show before, but I, I had a, a spell where I wasn't able to. Uh, partake in marijuana for a long time and yeah. it just didn't it just didn't vibe with me for a while um yeah. and then I recently got back into it, it was like oh here you are my old friend I love you again <laughs> and, and I started watching Rick and Morty like getting high and watching Rick and Morty it just it's it's a brilliant combination yeah it's, it, I feel like it was like built for like specifically designed to for you to get high and watch it like oh, absolutely. <laughs> it like adds a whole nother layer <laughs> do you have are you do you partake in, in getting high or you just stick late not much yeah. no like occasionally i will but generally generally no it gives me like it makes me feel a bit sick so right. i haven't really but i feel like around like i haven't you know ever really tried any really like good good stuff well you're out you know here I mean. in california it's like one of the best places. To, well, you're also well, I know, but pretty I close to anyone. Amsterdam, and I love I love going to Amsterdam, and getting some of that too. But yeah, yeah, Amsterdam would be good. We want to go to Amsterdam actually and get some like shrooms and just yeah, <laughs> the, the, the little truffles. Uh, it just so happens like every uh, uh, European tour in the winter time, my birthday happens to be November 18th, and we always have a day off around Amsterdam because I thank my uh, booking agents for that, and I, I get to go out and, and try the truffles and, and, and shroom and go out and walk the uh, the, can the canals and, and just have a good time in, in Amsterdam. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, I've never done like that before, so we want to try it. We, we're going to book it for last year, but then uh, UK went into lockdown, so I think right. this year. We're going to try and book uh, to go to Amsterdam for our birthdays or something. All right. Well, we'll keep in touch if you want any recommendations. I've been I've been there quite a few times. And yes, it's a definitely. Lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to give me give me the hotspots. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's some there's some fun stuff that I'll that, that you, you'll I'll explain to you and you'll be like, there's no fucking way I'm going there. And I'll be like, just trust really? me. Just trust me. Isn't there like a theater where like you can like peek through a little hole and watch people like have sex? Uh, there's that. Okay, we'll just, well, I'll just, I'll just tell you right now. One of the best live sex shows I go to every time when I'm starting to peak is like my favorite thing. I've brought my wife with me. It's not a sexual creepy thing for us at all. It's just like, you're like, oh my God, this truly exists. And like, they have fun on stage. They're having, it's a couple yeah. that has sex like all, all throughout the day. And then like, yeah. they'll have bachelor parties and they'll bring people up and they'll do tricks. They'll like, she'll put a marker up there and like draw like your name on her, on your chest and shit. That's and, like, so awesome. And like, when you <laughs> You're peaking, I want to go. And while that's happening, it's like right there in, in, in the red light district. You can't, I mean, there's a few of them. And you can't, we've, I think we always end up at the same one or they're very similar. But like, yeah. it's it's super fun, especially like, as again, I'm sure people go in there to get aroused and stuff, but that's not really my vibe. I'm going in there to, just to experience like. Yeah, it's just like a sort of, oh my God, I can't believe this really exists type right, of thing. Right. And it's just like amazing to see. And like, no judgment yeah. either. It's just kind of like, wow, like I, I don't know about for you, but when I travel, I like seeing like. I like ingratiating myself with what people, what different people do. Like maybe that's not a great representation of, of all of the country, <laughs> but that's still part of them. Like, I mean, that's exactly, still like, like, yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah. I don't think Walmart is a great representation <laughs> of America, but it, maybe it is. All I don't of America know. America <laughs> to me is just Walmart and Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, it's definitely a part of it. You know, like, I mean, I just, it, no judgment whatsoever. It's just, this is, I love that. I love seeing the way people 
interact with one another and, and come from different walks of life because you, you can't have that sort of judgment if you've never walked in their feet or in their shoes, you know what I mean? You, you never, because you don't know how you would, how would I have grown up differently if I grew up in a different part of the world? If I grew exactly. up, you know, it's just, it's just a it's lot so of different like, stuff. Yeah, that's why I love traveling. It's just meeting all the different people from like, you know, and just seeing how everyone lives their lives because it's just it's so interesting. It's so interesting getting the different cuisine and everything too, like cheesecake yeah, factory. Exactly. I mean, you got, you got everything there. Exactly. God, how overwhelming <laughs> is that menu though? Like, honestly. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Like, you know, I almost had a fucking panic attack looking at it. I was like, oh my God, I don't know. Even like the cocktail menu, I was like, jeez. But I ended up just ordering like everything. There was only three of us. We got like six mains oh. and like, Oh, all the, the overbuy. <laughs> you, you went full American. Yeah. Oh, we went all it. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the American way, the overbuy. Exactly. Like, you just got to get in there. You, you don't really know if you're going to be able to eat it all, but you just got to, you want to try it you all. Give it a good go. And yeah. if not, you just take it home and to have it in the morning for right. breakfast. That's, that's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> you mentioned the cocktail menu, though. What's, uh, what's your, what are some of your favorite cocktails or go to drinks when you're, when you're out? Or I don't know about for you, but for me, uh, it depends on the vibe, depends on what's going on. You know, if I'm going to go cocktail or glass of wine, beer, whatever, like what are, what, what, what are your drinks of choice? Yeah, same. It, yeah. Like you said, it kind of depends on the vibe. If we're just sort of going out for a meal, generally I don't drink very much. Like if I drink, I'll drink to get drunk. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so usually I will always have a mango monster, but usually it'll be with vodka instead. And which is probably really bad for me and gonna give me an early onset heart attack. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't, at least I'll die happy. But no, you're still young enough. It, it, your, your body starts to warn you about that a little bit because you'll start getting anxiety from mixing those two. I know that uh, when, I was, I, when I was in my 20s, it was, it was Red Bull vodkas and like it had to, I had to realize, okay, your body starts telling you, that's that's not really good for you anymore. So yeah, you're, if it's okay. not if it I'll hasn't hit you yet, signs. you're you're good, Sophie. Just keep going. Okay, I'll look time. out for the signs though. Yeah. That's good to know. But um, yeah. But the thing is, even when I drink, I can drink literally about. I'm such a heavyweight. I can drink like five double vodka like uh, mangoes and still be so sleepy. Still be like, I'm so tired. Like the caffeine like doesn't even kick in. It's like oh, I was weird as hell. I was thinking that you were saying you're a heavyweight on the alcohol side, but no, you're just talking about the caffeine. Yeah, no, I'm talking. <laughs> awesome. But like I recently, I, like, I always hated wine and I've kind of, I still don't like it, but I'll drink it because I know mm. that gets me drunk really quick. Again, like, I'll only, I only really drink to get drunk rather than to sort of, I'm not one that's like, ooh, I'm getting like hints of a uh, grape. Well, you, you, know? you know, you are still in your 20s. I wasn't there yet either. That's what everyone was saying, yeah. I'm like, when, you get, when you get in your 30s, you start, you start appreciating the, the, the flavors. That's and... what everyone's been saying, but it's just never happened yet. But uh, maybe one day, who maybe, knows? Maybe it won't happen for you. I, I know plenty exactly. of people who still just drink just because they want to uh, uh, change their mind real quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then I love a porn star as well. And the what's drink a porn too. Star? Do you say what's a porn star? I mean, I know what a porn star is on my, on my, uh, on, on my internet search. <laughs> but, uh, what's, what's a, what's well, a porn yes, star that. when it comes to a drink? Yeah. And the drink is quite nice as well. No, <laughs> it's basically, it's like, I actually don't even know what it is. It's, um, some type of alcohol with some type of fruity, thing and then you get a little shot of uh like champagne or prosecco and then you pour that in i can't i don't know what the alcohols are for the life of me i'm awful well, with like, after this i'm cocktails. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna look up what the actual ingredients are and we're just gonna go boom that's what a porn star is and we'll exactly yes yes do it right right here <laughs> 
<laughs> just you, part of a naked lady. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you've been doing YouTube for like 10 years now. You, 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 you know more than me. I've only been here for a couple of years on YouTube. So you, you know how to do that stuff in post, right? How to do the inserts. Yes, yeah. you can get it to slide up from the bottom even. It's very oh, exciting. Look, you know? yeah, that's, that's, a right that's a pro tip right there. Yes, <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, porn stars are great. I love like I love cocktails. Anything sort of fruity, I really like. And um, what's it called? The Long Island as well is always a good shout. Oh, really I love a good Long Island. Know, that was that it. was definitely my jam in in the twenties. Especially bang for your buck. I mean, you got everything in there, and you only need a couple of those to really get you going, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, we we covered the cocktails real quick. We we didn't even ask. You said you love the classics of 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 some horror movies. What are some What are some of your all time favorites? Not just the franchise, but maybe the the a specific movie, or maybe even a, uh, your favorite recent one. Well, what? What my this sounds weird. My comfort horror movie was always Evil Dead. Comfort horror movie, yes, <laughs> that is such a great term. I love that, and I I agree with you. I I mean I. I, I lean more on Army of Darkness, but I love Evil Dead as well. Mm. Yeah, Evil Dead's just so silly. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I want to suck your dick, pretty boy. <laughs> just, it makes me so happy. I'm like, yes, <laughs> what a queen. <laughs> I love that that's like, your favorite. That, that's the line you pull out. That's, that's the line. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the clip out later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie says, I want to suck your dick, pretty boy. I want to suck your dick, pretty boy. <laughs> It's so good. That's fucking but, um, fantastic. I'm trying to think of more modern ones I've seen. I haven't actually seen, I feel like not that many good movies have come out recently. And, um, in, the horror, like in the horror and genre? Yeah. Or They've at kind least of gotten I, a little artsy lately, haven't they? And I'm yeah, not, I'm not I'm, the, I appreciate them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. It's just, that's not the horror that I grew up on. It's not the horror that I, that I, gravitate towards if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like I like the sort of storyline stuff. Like I, I like I kinda like like goofy horror movies as well. Mm -hmm. I I liked Cabin in the Woods. That was one of the first movies that got me into horror. Dude, just because the it, ending the ending when the, the the beginning tying back to that ending when he pulls down the shotgun. I like, know. Was, <laughs> and the whole time the guy just uh refuses to drink water is the only one that survives because he yeah. refuses to drink I love that movie. It's so good. Like that was the main one that sort of really got me into horror movies and got me to be like, you know, this crazy fan. Uh, I went to watch the uh, Foo Fighters horror movie recently, Studio Six. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Tell me. I mean, don't, no spoilers. I, I'm, I mean, I just I have a five year old son and I've been a little busy like to get away and go see that movie. Yeah, I, I just haven't found the time yet, but it's 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 on my list for sure. It's surprisingly like if you like sort of like goofy horror movies, it's very much got that kind of old school like i don't even know what to compare it to but like the old school thing where like the effects are kind of shit but like in a cool way do you know what i mean and it's like some of like the cameos in it from other like you know um musicians and stuff are really fucking cool and it's I just so got a really it. cool storyline it just ma it makes perfect sense if you know the food fighters for all their music videos and everything that they've done i mean these you know that they've got a good sense of humor and the fact that they're going for a horror thing you know if you've if you followed them a little bit, you would know that this this actually isn't something out of left field. This like makes perfect yeah. sense for the band. Exactly, and it's not like it's cool that it's not just like you know a documentary or something that like right. a lot of other bands doing. It's things so different. Well, they've already done so like, many of those documentaries. Yeah, exactly. Over the years now it's too. it's nice to have something that's like just really different and cool and like yeah it's it's great you should definitely see it it's, oh, it's a lot of fun it's oh, very I funny. I definitely will. Speaking on some music things though, real quick, I did read somewhere that 
Um, as far as your shredding stuff, your influences are pretty pretty uh, obvious to me. You know, you got a lot of the dime bag, a lot of the, uh, yeah. the shreddier uh, vibrato uh, uh, harmonics and all those kind of awesome things. But what I found surprising was that you uh, kind of cite some more like alternative or punk rock bands for a lot of your rhythmic style. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I like, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Like my sort of lead playing comes a lot from, um, you know, uh, Dimebag and Zach Wilde and sort of Joe Satriani as well. Some right. of like the more kind of uh, instrumental music. Um, and I love that. But also I, uh, you know, grew up listening to sort of quite a lot of like old uh, punk stuff like Misfits and Offspring and Pennywise and um, that sort of kind of fast rhythm playing and stuff is I just like I love how much emotion is in it if you know what I mean in punk right. rock where it's like it doesn't really necessarily matter how you know if it sounds good or not you know yeah. like a lot of Black Flag stuff like you listen to it and you're like wow this is sounds like the drums are played on like a cardboard box but it's Absolutely. like so good yes. it's like that's like the because there's so much just like love and passion in it and that's what I love about like that genre specifically is like it's so just aggressive and raw yeah yeah exactly and that's sort of what I like to bring to kind of the rhythm playing aspect of it it's a lot of like those sort of just big big power chords and then sometimes mixed with a little like some top lines that I, you know, I always kind of cite like Van Halen a bit for top lines, a lot of like the triad sort of chordal stuff, like will um, sit on top and like um, some harmony bits. So I sort of try and mix in a lot of different things. You know, I also really like um, uh, blue stuff like Joe Bonamassa and Rory Gallagher and everything. That's like some of my dad's uh, favorite stuff that he always used to listen to. So I got really into that. So I'm sort of trying to, I like to kind of bring in a lot of different aspects like yours like this album we've got coming out it's so um each song on it is so different like we've got uh like a really kind of metal one that we did you know with matt heafy and mm. then we've got like this super like pop punk one as well which was a bit like out of left field which we've done with this guy called loveless who is like this amazing uh sort of pop punk singer on uh tiktok oh, and then I'm we've got familiar. some yeah he's awesome and then we've got uh you know, some more modern rock stuff and um, then some old school kind of cheesy classic uh, rock, you know, sort of inspired by, you know, Van Halen. And uh, it's just like a whole mix of different stuff. And that's sort of what we've been trying to do is just take all the genres and put them together. I've said this album is like, I wrote this album for my 15 year old self. So everyone who like, you know, I listened to when I was younger, I've tried to you know, make it for that girl, not make it for like anyone else, not really make it for my, you know, audience or anything. I'm making it for my younger self. And that's sort of, you know, what I would listen to back then. And it's really cool that I've been able to work with people that I actually listened to back then as well, which is so crazy. So yeah, it's been, it's been really nice to be able to bring some of those genres together. Right. No, I, I, I think that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the way to write really just for yourself. You know, you, you can't write for, for other people because then, you're forcing things and that's not yeah exactly um, exactly i did notice though like when you go back to some of your early videos that uh, we were talking about i saw you do some reactions to your old videos um oh no yeah yeah we have to talk <laughs> we have to talk about that sophie so i no, saw like, we can't talk about well, we have to we that's have so to. embarrassing <laughs> It's so good. I love the I love the the background that you had with uh, the posters and the CDs. Wow, you! 
I mean, you're an old soul. You had CDs on the wall. I mean, that's... I did. Yes. Yeah. I would go out with my pocket money every every week to HMV and buy the three for 10 pounds. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, just stuck them up all over my wall. Uh, yeah. yeah you, I had a lot had of your stuff the on inserts, there as well. You had all the inserts from the magazines. I, I recognized a couple of them that, that yes. we, that we were on. Your face was on my wall as a kid, <laughs> which is kind of weird. <laughs> Well, when I was watching it, I was like, I know that one. I remember doing that one. <laughs> he looks familiar. <laughs> and he had a lot of Green God, Day. I saw so some red. Green Day back there going back to some of that alternative punk stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a bit of pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. But yeah, one of my first covers was a Nightmare by... Yeah. Uh, I watched that one and I watched your reaction. No, you shouldn't you shouldn't watch it. Oh, I had to. I mean that was I I mean I was like, Yep, we're watching some of these. I watched the Backcountry, oh the Unholy Confessions one. I, I watched Oh my them god, all. I forgot I did that one as well. Fucking yeah. up. That's why I haven't done any recently because I'm like those ones were so embarrassing. I just haven't. No, I, I got like PTSD. Yeah, let those ones live in infamy. Those are those are fantastic. I mean, I loved your reaction to it too. That you're like, I'm not even sure if I tuned the guitar for that, and I was like, didn't really sound like it. Uh, I know that song pretty well. I didn't, I'm not sure that's the right tuning, but. I gave it a good go, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was awesome. I mean, I think it was rad to see. Um, I mean, I think you were like 16 at the time, you know, and that's 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 incredible. Like, I, yeah. I Old enough to know shit. better, really. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, I did have a question, though, because I, I know you went to uh, you went to school for guitar um, and and for performance, if I if I read correctly. Yeah. So you tell me a little bit about, about that and which came first, the chicken or the egg, the YouTube videos or going to school for it? Yeah, well, like. Uh, I grew up in quite a uh, small town called Henley-on-Thames, which is very sort of like a conservative town. Like there's no music scene at all really there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, you know, none of my family actually play instruments. None of my friends played instruments. So, you know, I didn't know anyone growing up. So I guess I had a kind of well, unconventional... Well, you said you're, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt though, but you did all say right. real quick your 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 father had a, had a, was listening to a lot of music that influenced yeah. you, correct? Yeah, like my dad's super into sort of like, you know, rock and blues. And that's what I, you know, and I sort of grew up in the kind of era of like the emo era, you know, where like there was still a lot of um, like Avril Lavigne, and like, you know, Green Day and My Cam being played on the radio. So I sort of, and then my dad, you know, was listening to all of the older stuff. So I was kind of surrounded by that music. But yeah, I didn't know anyone that actually played. There wasn't like a live music scene. And that's sort of why I turned to the internet was because, you know, I wanted to be in the scene, even though I didn't know anyone, like that was sort of my way to reach out to people and meet people without, you know, actually being in it. So um, I didn't study music at like, uh, like secondary school or sixth form at all. Uh, it was mainly because they were, I wanted to study at sixth form, but they were basically like, oh no, you can't like, cause I didn't play like violin or like piano. Oh, okay. They were like, no, you, you can't do guitar. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then, so I kind of didn't even think about studying it. And I actually applied to university to do forensic science. And oh. yeah, which was cool. And I got a, I got a scholarship for that. Um, I'm coming back to that, but keep going on with the music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a scholarship. And um, like a week before I was meant to go, I was basically like, oh, I, I don't think this is really what I want to do. And, you know, my parents are super, super supportive of of everything. So um, they took me to an open day of this school called uh, BIM, which is the British Institute of Modern Music. And I just absolutely loved it because it was the first time I'd actually kind of seen and interacted with other musicians and been in a place where I felt like 
I belonged, if you know what I mean. Where I was like, oh my God, this is actually what I'm meant to be doing and where I'm meant to be. And these are the people I'm, you know, meant to be like with. Because I never had that before. Because, you know, my school was always, they were very preppy. You know, no one really knew what like a rock music was. I'd, you know, be listening to Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> and everyone would be like, oh, what? So you're, an, so you're an outcast then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, that was sort of the first. So, you know, luckily, my like I said, my parents were so supportive and, you know, allowed me to sort of take that risk of, you know, sort of rejecting that scholarship and reapplying through uh, UCAS Extra, which is like this university thing. And I Wait, managed well, to get in on. It's just like it's just like a late application for like people who don't apply okay. to uni. So it's like they can apply like a week before you're meant to like sign up for like any extra spaces going in courses. Okay. So because usually you're meant to apply like a year before, you know, right, to make right. sure you, you to, like, uh, got the space. So it's gotcha. kind of like a last minute thing. Um, and yeah, so I had to. I stopped the scholarship and applied through that, and luckily I got in on the uh, foundation course and. Um, started studying music there, which I, I've had mixed opinions on music school. Like I loved it, but I'd say it really sucks the life out of music for you. Like I almost quit music so many times during that. I almost dropped out after my second year because it's just like, they really want to like mold you into this session musician that like plays jazz and like world, which is awesome. But it just, and like, I, I really enjoyed learning about those things, but it wasn't what I wanted to do, if you know what I mean. Like it wasn't kind of the direction that I, cause I really wanted to like write my own stuff and and do that. And they really wanted to shape you into the session musician that like could putting play. parameters on art, which is- Exactly. Which is, you know, I mean, if you're going into the session stuff, like you explained, like that that makes sense. You should you should be able to play yeah. anything and, every, and everything at a moment's notice. But if you want to be more of a creator, more of an artist in that, in that field, you know, you don't, you don't want any parameters, right? Yeah, and we were kind of made to feel like at that, like, you know, because obviously there was a lot of guitarists that was into rock music and we were almost ma made to feel like that was sort of like the wrong music to be into, if you know what I mean? That like you weren't a proper guitarist if you weren't listening to like Snarky Puppy every day and like Average White Band and Snarky stuff. Snarky Puppy, that's a fucking <laughs> bring up right there. Uh <laughs> I love that, that's, that's fantastic. And it's like, yeah, I loved that stuff. And like, yeah, you know, I mean, we had just, to learn it's like- It's amazing. Like the, the musicianship it's awesome. is fucking Yeah, incredible. but it's like, you know, I wanted to go home and, you know, play like Iron Maiden or something instead. And I didn't feel, I kind of lost that because I was playing, you know, all of this like weird, like Olio, like jazz stuff all the time, practicing that, that I completely lost my kind of roots in rock. So I kind of fell out of love with it because, you know, like I said, that's what brought me into it. It was the sheer emotion and passion that rock music has, which I feel like is, you know, just think that you know other genres have but it's not quite so raw as in rock music you know so that's what I loved about it and it felt like that kind of got ripped away so I almost quit and then um I ended up I long story short I I got super depressed and went into therapy and my oh, therapist was basically it was like, that, that wait wait no no that's, that's sort of like graze over well, no it was that? that wasn't so much just for the music it was just okay. sort of it was a lot of stuff it was like a bad relationship and just like okay. life in general just sort of you know and it was you know I just felt like I didn't really have a purpose because I'd lost my love for music and I was like oh I don't know what I've done but it wasn't like it wasn't like super serious or anything I just felt like I needed to get like a little bit of help just to sort of help me on to the next stage of finding what I meant to do if you know right. what I mean I mean it's, it's always I just, good to I mean for everyone listening and stuff I, I still see a therapist and stuff or yeah stuff. like it's, it's good it's good to have that and mental health is uh is, is something that doesn't get exercised enough uh yeah I feel like you know people 
people go working out on their body, going hikes and everything we were talking about before. But at the end of the day, I feel like you got to start, you know, between the ears. Exactly. And it, it, it's so important. And like, you know, I felt like, like I'm pretty open about this. Like I talk about it all the time on stream and stuff. I just felt like I needed someone there to just help kind of guide me and get my mindset back. And, um, you know, after I, I only, you know, sort of did it for like a couple of months. And after that, I just felt so, I like rediscovered my love for it, if you know what I mean, because instead I would basically take the things the music school taught me, like all the world stuff and kind of turn it into, like I would come home, practice that stuff, but practice it in a way that like I would write a rock song with it, if you know what I mean. And like includes maybe some jazz chords that I'd learned in like this like slow bridge section or something like that. Like I'd sort of take the things they, they taught me and make it into my own stuff. And you know, that sort of, I know another, how, I know another guy that did that too, through MIT yeah? in California. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Sinister Gates. He did, he did some jazz stuff for a long time. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know. I haven't heard of him. He's a lesser known guy. You probably didn't have him on your walls or anything like that. But uh. <laughs> No, definitely not. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, it was like when I rediscovered that love, it was so it was so nice. And that's when I started writing, you know, my first EP and it was sort of got really, you know, re-energized and re-inspired by it. And I would just sort of decided that I didn't care what grade I was going to get. Cause before I was very like grade orientated because I would like, I always wanted to get the first and the A stars and stuff, you know, and be a nerd. So, but, um, I sort of was like, you know, I don't care what grade I'm going to get. I just want to do it for me. And that's when I started writing, you know, the, uh, delusions EP. And oh yeah, that's right. That came out in 2018, correct? Oh yeah, a, a, yeah, a while ago. It feels like it's like a million years ago. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess 2018 does seem like a long time ago. That's when it, that's the last time I was out on the road. So <laughs> was it? Oh my yeah. god! And uh, June of 2018, actually, on our European festival tour, was the last. Uh, last oh time wow! We were on the road. Are you going on tour at all? Um, coming up? Uh, not this year. Doesn't look like it's happening this year. Uh, probably next year. Yeah, that's probably like the safer option, to be honest, because so many things being like still cancelled and stuff. It's still a bit well, unsure. I mean, that definitely plays a part in our decision making, but it's not really like the the end all. There, there's there's a lot of other things that we're we're developing and working on and stuff that we're just not ready. We want to make sure that, you know, there, we got to get the right crew together because a lot of the crews haven't returned. Um, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into behind the scenes. Everyone just, you know. We yeah. get it. I'm excited to get back out on the road. You have no idea. Like I'm itching like crazy. I've been cooped up with a five-year-old son for the last four fucking years. <laughs> I want to get back out. Okay, guys. Like I know how crazy you guys want the new album, the new everything. I want it too. There's a lot that goes into it. Okay. I, I don't. Yeah. There's so that is. It's crazy. You don't realize until you do it. Like how yeah. much stuff goes into and, it. And and you know, and I don't fault them. You know, I don't fault the fans for for not under for not knowing. You know, there's nothing. How could you? Mm. I don't expect you to know. But yeah, exactly. But I and I and I can't divulge too much because there's still a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts still. So you know. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's it's a tough it's a tough one to to dis, uh, to explain, right? Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned. 
stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's funny because just before the pandemic, like a week before, like the sort of lockdowns hit was my first ever like live show. Like, it's weird that I've, I've kind of, um, you know, sort of entered to the music scene and stuff, not playing live at all in a kind of unconventional way. Cause it's sort of my big growth was throughout, um, you know, coronavirus when everyone was kind of in lockdown. So I haven't actually really properly played live or like gone on a tour or something, which is really, you know, which is so crazy. So how are you going to, I had a question about that too. How, how are you going to uh, take your music out on the road? I mean, I know that you uh, record all of the guitars and bass and your boyfriend plays the drums, correct? So how yeah. are you going to uh, be looking to hire out some musicians to, to fill out those parts? Well, we've got, we've sort of got a band um, that will like, you know, do all the bits. So it's a, uh, yeah, my boyfriend, dr uh, drummer, a uh, bassist and a second guitar. So we've sort of already got, and then obviously because the um, a lot of the stuff is instrumental, so we can sort of do it just us. And then we've got like a SPD with like all the backing tracks and stuff for like the weird effects. And if there's any, you know, because sometimes I'll do like 14 layer harmony right, guitars, right, and, right. you know, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, but, yeah. For a long time, there wasn't really there wasn't the technology to to get all those things. You kind of some of them yeah. get lost, you know, live, but. Now there's, uh, I mean, well, not even now that so much has happened since we've been on the road. So, I mean, the last yeah. time there was, um, you know, fractals and things of that nature that uh, Sin was using to get some of those extra ones in there. And uh, yeah. Zachy was using to get some of those, you know, it was, it, there's a little tricks now that you could get some, uh, some of those uh, extra, extra layers. So that the, yeah. it, it's pretty cool now. Yeah. So we sort of use that stuff. And then obviously, because we've got like, you know our next album we've got a different singer on each track and we can't exactly you know <laughs> have you know be like oh matt brandon michael star can you all come here for this one <laughs> do you know we can't really get yeah. everyone together so we're thinking either holograms to just, have... just do holograms i'm sure you have it in the budget <laughs> just, uh... <laughs> that's do you know what that's actually what we're what we're gonna do we're well we're like we're gonna get like this sort of like have everyone do a performance within like, I don't know, against like a black thing or something right. and um, have this like big kind of virtual, That's I don't, cool. I don't, like kind of like a big screen or something, not like a projector, but like that kind of vibe right. where they're sort of there, like, at the same time, if you know what I mean, it'll sort right, of blend in. Right, that's right. the idea anyway, but um, yeah, we'll that's, see that how it- Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, yeah. I did see yeah, that you did, the, you did the download blog, uh, vlog this last, uh, this last download yeah, yeah. festival. And you were talking yeah, to Andy really Copping, cool. and you, you think you're good. Is that going to be a reality? Are you going to be doing download this uh, this summer? Uh, I, d I don't know. It's sort of, well, they've had two years of like backed up artists, if right, you know right, what right. I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I won't be Very playing like as me. Yes, but we're probably going to be joining. I might be like joining another band for like a feature kind of. Oh, cool. Spot. But um, yeah, we need we'll to be, sort We'll be looking like, out for the announcement on that. I won't put you to it right now, but uh, I'll be looking out yeah. for the announcement on that. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> if Avenged Sevenfold are playing, I will, uh, you know, if ever. I uh, only like want to, I only want to see it with the background. I only want to see it with the, with the posters <laughs> behind you and uh, the BC Rich. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to like, you know, to actually playing live. Cause I think, um, you know, something that I sort of talk about quite a lot is I think growing up sort of on the internet and not having the kind of, you know, like I said, I grew up in a town that I didn't have a music scene, so I didn't really get to play live and stuff. So, and then being on the internet, 
all the time, I sort of developed uh, quite bad performance anxiety and imposter syndrome. So, which is that the, sort of, isn't that the uh, title of the of the new record coming? Yeah, out? that's going to be the title of the new record. So this record's kind of like an ode to me, just sort of trying to get over that as as best as possible, really, because um, that's super, you know it. That is super interesting. I wasn't even I I didn't realize uh, how deep it went, but. It, just the fact that you did start out putting yourself out there at, at such an early age, just, you know, ha you had to develop a thick skin right away, right? I mean, how, how bad were some of the comments early on or were they always positive? I mean, it's, it's hard to say, you know? Yeah, like sort of back, back then, I don't think I read the comments too much. Like I didn't really know how Smart. the YouTube app worked. So <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, I don't know. So uh, I sort of just uploaded it and left it. And then one day I looked back and I was like, oh my God, this has like 50,000 views. And then everything, you know, right. started sort of growing. Um, but yeah, some of them were really bad. Like I did a shred cover a few years back of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And that got like shared by like uh, this uh, thing called Radio X. And um, like all the comments on that were like awful. And that was sort of the first time I'd experienced like a really large influx of like hate and every comment being like yeah. negative and like derogatory and everything it's so but it affected me for like a couple of days but after a while I was sort of you know I just try to surround myself with good people that sort of keep me grounded and like you know you've sort of got to know what you're doing on the on the track you're on like you know I feel like going through um having therapy like that the few years prior I had a lot of coping mechanisms where I didn't let it really get to me. So like a couple of days later, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna, and I did another YouTube video, where, which was basically, um, I sort of spoke a bit before and I was like, you might've seen, I've got a lot of hate, but you know, I don't want you guys to see that and think, oh, I can't play, you know, mm. this stuff. Like people won't like it. So I'm gonna prove you can shred over anything and I'm gonna shred over Justin Bieber, baby. And then I, I did like this baby. big, you know, exactly and it was it was great it was really fun <laughs> so it was like you've just sort of got to say fuck it you've got to have a thick skin and just um you know believe in yourself know where you stand surround yourself with with good people I did like that you pick some uh some off the wall shred things too like I did see one of my it's probably my favorite Christmas song of all time is uh All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey oh yeah <laughs> like no joke like I Christmas time I mean literally Thanksgiving Day, me and the house, uh, me and the family start listening to Christmas music. We're those kind of fucking weirdos. And I love that. That one's like straight away one of the ones we're playing and uh, it throughout the house and we're all dancing. I mean, like picture, you know, the, the different Johnny Christ, not the one on, in all black on stage. <laughs> the the one just in my pajamas wa walking around the house singing Mariah Carey. Christmas jumper and all, you oh, know. Yeah. I get into it. I love it. I love it. I love it as well. It's a banger, man. It's an absolute banger. Yeah. <laughs> Those Christmas songs, they're just, you can't help but sing along. <laughs> well, uh, I've got one more thing I want to ask you, but uh, we're going to go back to, but uh, real quick, let's do, let's plug a few things. I know you got your Twitch channel that you've started uh, over the last, like, was a year or so? Um, yeah, so six months. I started in September and that's, yeah, going really well. Again, helping me overcome my, like, performance anxiety and stuff. I'm doing a lot of playthroughs on there and, um, uh, my boyfriend's getting an electric drum kit, so we're going to start sort of doing some virtual gigs until we can eventually, you know, sort of um, uh, get an actual tour going later this year. 
Very cool. And that, and where, what is that, uh, what is that handle there? That, uh, Twitch? Uh, it's just Sophie Guitar on Twitch. Sophie Guitar. Okay, cool. And then, yeah. and obviously the YouTube channel, uh, just, uh, Sophie Lloyd, everyone can find yeah, that. Yeah, Sophie and, Lloyd. And all over social media. I know you started a TikTok as well. I, I, I Oh I God. Believe. Yeah. Sophie Guitar. I'm trying with TikTok. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I'm, I'm too old. And that's, if you you're know, too old, I feel better about the fact that I have no idea what the fuck's going on over there. Yeah. It's, I try, I was actually trying today to do one of these like transition videos of like getting ready and it was just like I couldn't do it it looks so fucking shit I was like I don't know how it's a talent in itself it's got to be said right, like right. you know yeah no I'm not, I'm not knocking it I just like I don't understand it <laughs> no neither do I at all <laughs> I have no idea I'm sure I'm you'll figure it out though I, 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 have, I have I have the utmost faith in you Sophie that you'll be able to figure out this I'm trying my, this I've been on there thing. for like a year though and I'm still no fucking wiser well once <laughs> once you figure it out just let me know so I'll figure out something I could do I will do yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see my old ass on TikTok. That's when you know TikTok's going to be done. When you see Johnny Christ over there, like two weeks later, everyone's going to be like, that's not cool anymore. Do you know what? I think you'd kill it though. Like there's, I guarantee if you looked up, there's like an A, like A7X talk or something, you oh. know, there's always subgenres. Okay. I bet there's like, yeah, I bet there's like a whole subgenre. Just the, just what you just said to me doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go, cool. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, you know, we, we plugged a few things. This is a wonderful conversation. I, I, I truly enjoyed getting to know you a little bit, Sophie. And uh, congratulations on all your success from, from the early ages. It's, such, it's so cool to see a different way of, of success for a guitarist like yourself coming from a different avenue, not the traditional avenue in the rock world, which I think is absolutely fucking fantastic. And more people need to see that there isn't oh, a formula. Thank you. There's not a formula to this shit. You can... You, yeah. You, Pave your, you own so much. Pave your own way is, is, the, uh, is the idea here. But yeah, before definitely. I absolutely let you go, I got to go back to this forensic science thing. What was mm -hmm. it that, uh, that, that brought you to forensic science? Like, did you want to be like on scene on these, uh, you know, these, these uh, murder scenes and, and trying to figure out who, who done it? Yeah, I, like I've, I've always, I'm the typical like kind of basic white girl that loves like the... Uh, you know, crime, true crime documentaries oh, and everything. like my wife, the basic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, we would get on very well. Um, but yeah, I love Dexter. I literally wanted to be Dexter, Such minus the series. murdering people, obviously. And um, <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's aspect. your fantasy, you could do whatever you want with your fantasy. Well, so yeah, just true. don't do it. But if you... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Vigilante killer might be kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's kind of, a, kind of a, not a bad gig. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I was always super into that and I'm really into like uh, science as well. I love like DNA analysis and like blood splatter analysis as well and just like, um, yeah, just the DNA and how the, does one matching go, things up and all that. I'm very curious as to how one goes about getting a scholarship on this. Uh, you just, well, it's in the, I don't know whether it's like similar in the um, uh, US, but uh, like in the UK, basically, if you sort of get uh, like pretty good grades, like I sort of was lucky enough to get um, A stars in my uh, A levels. Mm -hmm. So um, if if you get good grades and you write like a good letter and they want you there, they'll offer you a scholarship to sort of be, you know, to make you choose there rather than any other university, if that makes sense. So I'm not sure that's how it sort of, at least when I was at school, that was that was how it worked with that. Yeah, so, um, I guess so. I mean, that that is similar to, I mean, I didn't go to college yet or graduate high school, so I don't really know. But uh, from what I from what I understand, but you at least here in the States, you kind of 
pick where you want to go with that uh, 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 with that academic achievement, and it kind of follows in line. So, what were you doing in school that fell in line with blood splatter? Uh, I was doing uh, chemistry, biology, psychology, and art because I couldn't do music, so I did art instead. Wow! So it was sort of all of the sciences that sort of led it led it that way. So that goes to show everyone at home, you know, musicians aren't all stupid. I might be, but Sophie's got a fucking brain <laughs> on her. Hey, I'm so stupid now, though, literally. <laughs> like, if you asked me anything, like, about anything at all, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't have any idea. Like, well, that's all time, gone in one ear out the other now. <laughs> next time we're going to do the Ouija board in person. You're gonna sh- we're going to bring up a whiteboard, and I'm going to ask you to do some uh, chemistry equations yeah, for me. We should do, like, are you smarter than a 10-year-old, you yeah. know? <laughs> and then we'll walk away like Channing Tatum in uh, 21 Jump Street. Fuck you, science. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's everything blowing up behind me as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> be fucking fan- and By then we'll have a we'll have a bigger budget for this show, so I'll be able to put those those. Oh, those we'll be able to have there. the special effects. Absolutely, that's essential. Yeah. yeah. Need it, need it. <laughs> All right, Sophie, I'm going to let you go about the rest of your night. Thank you so much for being here. Cheers, and Cheers. Uh, let's keep in touch and do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you so so much for having me on here. It's been you know such an honor to speak to you, and you know yeah, right. be on this show. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.